Welcome to Vintage Burn. This is Kev. Marco. <laughs> and Doug. <laughs> Doug, are you putting your name on this podcast tonight? Uh, so far, yeah. I think so. <laughs> well, as I, I just... Knows, I just finished uh, listening to the second half of the awesomest podcast we've done so far, uh, Ernest Gets Stupid. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I think that's VB, VB Gold right there. I've got to look up the statistics, man, of, uh, <laughs> of how many views or listens we've actually had on that podcast. It would be interesting. I might try to pull that up while you guys are talking, just so we can... So we can <laughs> I thought it came out good. I know know, uh, it was a late night and we were, there was a bit of uh, booze and um, uh, discontent for the movie involved, but I thought the podcast itself came out good. Not as good as the movie itself, but. All right. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, I'm going to pop this wonderful Guinness here. Jesus. You did pop that. Is that a cork? It's beautiful. It's got this beautiful sound from from the ball that's inside that's constantly turning the beer like they revolutionized canned beer it's it's i haven't had guinness in a while and i going back to it after being in the craft scene i'm like damn these guys have perfected it how to can beer you know like the head on it's always perfect down to the last drop i mean everything no this isn't a sales pitch so this is just good good quality beer that i'm like drinking from all my time it's time to take a break from the ipa until christmas day yeah, sponsor yeah. us, Guinness. Sponsor us. Oh yeah, man, I would. Dude. wish. <laughs> come, come, let us stay at the let us stay at the Guinness factory for a week, and we'll podcast live <laughs> from St. James Gate. Yeah, <laughs> that'd, that'd be, be cool. cool. Yeah, casting be from cool. the casting from the top of uh, fucking Dublin in the Sky Bar. Oh my god, dude! They'd have to drag us out. They'd, every night they'd be dragging us out to throw us in the cab to send us back to wherever the hell they'd put us up. Oh, yeah. That's if we could even walk to all the Guinness stew and shit they got there. The food's uh, amazing. Yeah. So is good. it, though? It is, man. Yeah. Yeah, their, yeah. their food is so good. It, it, it's it's like, uh, like like the stews are different there. So if you ask for like a chicken stew or something, everything's pureed for the most part. So you're not going to get like a American like like watery stew with like potatoes floating around in it. Mm-hmm. It's like everything seems to be pureed. It's like an actual soup where, you know, you can sip. Um, no, I... I- yeah, I get that, but you know, like you know, my uh, in my travels, I always say the UK is pretty much the worst place for food out of everywhere. Well, that's why they separated, my boy. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I was in, when I was in London for like three days, I thought that was the the food kind of sucked. I just got fish and chips everywhere. That's it. I couldn't I couldn't eat anything else at yeah, all. Yeah, like the, wor- the worst part about London. The worst part about London is the fact that, like, all of those little bars, um, like Bag and Ales, that was my favorite spot, uh, it's, they're all chain. Mm-hmm. It's like a chain. So it's like, well, the menu here, my friend, is going to be the menu you get at the other spot. And I'm like, well, this, that sucks. I, I, was, I was looking for more, like, local, um, you know, flavor. And, and we went to some, like, exotic restaurant that, sold, that was like, you can get lion and gazelle and all sorts of weird shit. And that's, I wasn't looking for that either. So, yeah. Yeah, out of curiosity. Out of curiosity. Out of curiosity, Kevin, do you remember if that restaurant was on the river? That's a good question. It was honestly that restaurant was down the street from the palace. 
So it was like walking okay. distance to the palace. I got you. Because I think I remember that place. I don't know if I ate there or just walked by it, but I think I remember the name of that place. But it could have been. We could have talked about it before, too. So. <clears throat> it, was, it was directly across the street from Bag and Ales. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I got so, you. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, it's Christmas. And um, we decided that we were going to do a Christmas horror movie. Why not? Right? I think we did one last year. Uh, did we was last year? I mean, I could look, but did we do uh, Black Christmas for last Christmas? No, Cramp Krampus last no, year. Black Christmas was okay. the year before. Nice. Holy wow, year before. Holy shit! Yeah, I know it's it's weird to think about that, huh? Isn't Two it? Because I was thinking about that earlier. Wow. Yeah. All right, Marcos. Is it cool if I kick this one off? Yeah, go ahead. Do your thing, bro. All right. So we are doing. 1984's Gremlins, uh, IMDb 7.3. We got a budget of 11 million. Uh, box office. Remember, this is just box office. 2.1, uh, 213 million. Wow. You know, that's not including video games. You know, they merchandise the fuck out of this movie. So, um, running out kind of long too. An hour and 46 minutes, which I thought was kind of long for like a, a comedy horror type Christmas movie, but. Did you guys? Um, did you think it? Did you think it felt that long though? It doesn't. It doesn't feel that long. But right. then when I first turned it on, I'm like, oh, maybe I got like the special edition one, or maybe there's like you know. But I'm like, wow, the movie's just genuinely that long, but it doesn't feel that long. Just a yeah, national treasure. It's awesome, because it's yes. awesome. Gremlins is so, a national treasure. It is. So, uh, written by the Christopher Columbus, uh, who also <laughs> wrote. Who wrote uh, the Goonies and uh, Chris, uh, Kevin's favorite movie, the uh, Christmas Chronicles Part Two? Yeah, man, uh, he, dude, Chris Columbus is just like an amazing writer. He's done so much great work, especially through the eighties. Dude, and the, the shit he produced too, like a uh, bunch of the Harry Potters, Home Alone, yeah, yep. babysitting like a ton. It's like endless what he's done. Yep. Uh, executive producer Steven Spielberg, and then um, produced by Michael Fennell. And then special effects, Rick Barker. And then uh, the directed by John Dante, uh, who did The Howling, The Burbs, Gremlins 2, and re- up to recently, uh, Nightmare Cinema. And that's uh, uh, Joe, Joe Dante. Joe Dante. What did I say, John? John, yeah. Yeah, Joe. No, uh, no, dis- right, no me... disrespect, Joe. No disrespect. Yeah, we, we, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it, I swear. Uh, so the story follows a young man who receives a strange ke- creature called a Mongawi, Mong, Mogwai, Mogwai, as a pet, uh, which spawns other creatures who transform into small. Oh, fuck me, pink. The story follows <laughs> a young man who receives a strange <laughs> creature called the Mogwai, 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 as a pet, which then spawns <laughs> other creatures who transform into. Small, destructive, evil monsters that wreak havoc on a whole town Christmas Eve. Okay, got that out. Fuck. Vintage Burn listeners, please disregard Doug. He just finished learning how to read. And uh, before, you, before, you, before you continue, I just want to talk about this because we this has come up on the podcast a thousand times about the not be able to read rating. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that me not being able to read has come up on the podcast oh, yeah, yeah. a million times? <laughs> yeah, that too. But about the PG-13 rating, uh, we remember how we've always debated like airplane, why it's PG and all that stuff? Yeah. Yes. 
So, so uh, what happened was is Spielberg released Indiana Jones and the Temple of Dooms and Gremlins. Uh, you know, they were both under his umbrella, and uh, they were both PG. So a lot of parents complained that it wasn't very – they both weren't very uh, kid-friendly. So what happened, instead of making a Menard, uh, Steven Spielberg actually went to the MPAA, which is the board that decides these things, and he, he pitched an idea to have a rating in between PG and R. So that's how the PG-13 rating came up, was Gremlins was par- partly responsible for that. Oh, no shit. Okay. I mean, oh. I mean it, make, it makes sense. You know, like, why, why, why have either, like, kid shit and, like, adult stuff? What about the teenagers, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, that way, and that's I know why... Of, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, yeah, like you were saying, I know a lot of parents kind of went into this movie thinking it was, like, a cutesy Christmas movie, even though the name was Gremlins, but... Uh, and we're pretty, pretty shocked by, you know... It's, it's kind of, I don't say gory, but pretty violent at times. Yeah, it has some, some really uh, gory parts that... Sh- it should be for 13, uh, PG-13. But that, why I bring that up is because we've discussed airplane multiple times on this podcast, yes. and uh, and that's why uh, that, that now we know why it didn't at least have a PG thirteen, even though in today's standards it'd be an R. But anyway, the oh. first PG thirteen movie, just so you know, is 1984's Red Dawn. That's that's my my thing. Red Dawn, no shit. Interesting. Yep, that was the first one ever. Wolverines. <laughs> um. Shit, I was going to say something about... Oh, so this also came out the same day as Ghostbusters, the first one, which is mm-hmm. kind of interesting, that they had two potential like blockbusters released the same day. But I guess box office-wise, they they pretty much were neck and neck. And then I don't know who ended up finishing because this was re-released. Like, So this was released June 8th, 1984, which I always thought was kind of strange. But you know what? It's smart, though. If you're going you're gonna to pop this in kids' head in June and then six, five, six months later... It's going to be Christmas time. You're going to be able to, you know, give yourself some time to pump all the all the all that merchandise, the stuffed animals, the uh, they made our um, Atari games, they made action figures, you know. So they were at first in like a June release date seems kind of strange, but from a marketing standpoint, it actually seems brilliant because it gives you time to see if it's going to be a flop or a fucking like Waterworld. You guys remember Waterworld? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like that. That was like I think still like one of the biggest lost type movies uh, ever. And they made so many, they thought it was going to be this big blockbuster. They made so many fucking toys. And I remember getting them like five for 10, you know, or a bucket piece for these big yeah. expensive uh, action figures at KB Toys and stuff, you know. So they were smart. They did it the right way with uh, Gremlins. That, yeah, that movie so, was supposed to be like the Mad Max version of uh, like, uh, you know, like fish and water. <laughs> yes. Dry so, land is not uh, a myth. I've seen it. Yeah, going back to what you were saying about the movies. Uh, so it came out in 1984, like you said, and uh, it actually was the fourth highest gro- grossing movie. I don't have the numbers, but it was the fourth highest grossing movie of the year. The reason they moved it from being uh, a Christmas movie to June is because uh, Warner Brothers didn't have a summer movie to put up against Ghostbusters. So oh, that's why no they shit. moved it. And the well, three movies that finished ahead of it were Beverly Hills Cop, Ghostbusters, and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. That was the three that grossed higher. Speaking of wow. a Christmas that's... movie released in June, uh, listener here, uh, John DeVito show just said that Wonderful Life, It's a Wonderful Life was released in June, which is interesting too. Like that's a full on Christmas movie, old school, classic Christmas movie. And they released it in June, which is weird. And I believe it makes an appearance in Gremlins. Oh, it does. good tie-in. Good tie-in. Yep. Yep. Nice and John. And the thing... good. 
Yeah, the thing about uh, Gremlins, though, what I loved, and I didn't get all the info on what movies. I loved how they always had, like, old movies on in the background. And there's, like, at least four scenes where he's watching something, you know, sci-fi or It's a Wonderful Life or whatever. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's always good to see a little nod, you know, especially the old black and white ones. You know, this is 30 years ago, and that's them watching something that was probably 20, 30 years old then, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. Just like in Halloween, uh, Halloween three, you know, they, they, you know, uh, after, after tonight's, um, award-winning movie, Halloween, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I, I love when they do that. I love when they throw in Easter eggs in certain, in different movies, which, which just to classify, classifies Gremlins as a Christmas movie. I mean, that's, that's just kind of like Die Hard, right? <laughs> People are, it's not a Christmas movie. It's an action movie. Uh, it's an action Christmas movie. It takes place at Christmas. Yeah. But this has like a Santa being attacked, that whole Phoebe Kate story where she tells about her dad. So it has yeah. it has some Christmas uh, tie-ins more than uh, well, I would Phoebe say Kate. Die Hard to a, to an extent. Anyway, yeah. Well, from um, Die Hard what, is number one. But go ahead, go ahead, Doug. I'm sorry. I would say, uh, what's the girl's name in this? Phoebe? Oh no, Kate. Kate. I would say Phoebe Kate's Kate. father died hard in that chimney with that sad uh, fucking story. Dude, so I guess they wanted to cut, Steven Spielberg wanted to cut that out, but they decided to leave it in because uh, fucking Dante there was, he he felt like that scene was like the essence of the movie, which I thought was kind of, I think it's kind of weird. I mean, you have like little cute gizmo, you know, doing blinky eye stuff and uh, Howie Mandel actually did his voice too, which I didn't know. Um, And then you have her telling this super like morbid story and then like back to gizmo doing cute baby stuff. I'm like, I don't know how to feel. Yeah, but the thing about it is she's morbid throughout the movie. There's even that part earlier when they're walking home from the bar before the gremlins even land, and she's all talking about how suicide is, you know, mo- most prevalent around the holidays. And and then even that's, that's uh, Billy, Billy was like, oh, now I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but going back to that story, though, she tells about her dad. The sad part about the story is he was missing for three weeks, and the whole time he just had a broken neck in the chimney. Yeah, with a handful of toys. With a handful of toys. So yeah. That's why she hates um, Christmas. I don't blame her. I, I would yeah. too. <laughs> Fuck. You know. But yeah, man, I, I love um, you know the fact. I like the way it opens though too, where uh, his dad is like this like substandard inventor, and uh, he's trying to sell his bathroom buddy, which I want one just as a collector's item. But that thing has got to be the hardest thing to use on the planet. Things oh my like word! That, yeah. It's like it's got to be like five inches. Like, <laughs> it's yeah, mine, ridiculous. Imagine trying to save like a brick. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, oh, it's man. funny because like it's the parents are so like genuine and nice. You know, I can imagine. You know, I mean, we, I, we were well. Me and Kevin were born in '85. I know you were you're born a little bit earlier. Yeah, like, I can just imagine like just like a simpler time. You know what I mean? You can kind of see that in like the parents. It's like you know like. She's making the one of his invention inventions, and she's making the coffee, and it's coming out like sludge. And I don't think we can drink this, you know. And they're like, "What do you mean?" Yeah. Ha, 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 you know, it's weird how some aspects are kind of like very. It is. It could be like family family oriented, and then in other Spielberg, scenes, you know? you know, that's totally Spielberg. Yeah. I mean, every every movie he does has has that like prime Americana feel to it. Yeah, yes. you, you know, it's funny about that is like this movie actually the the writer whoever wrote it who wrote it uh, I forget uh, Chris Columbus oh yeah Chris Columbus yeah so I guess he didn't even expect the uh, script to 
to like go anywhere. He didn't expect it to do nothing, but somehow it landed on Spielberg de- Spielberg's desk, and he uh, and he's like, "I love the idea. I've never seen anything like this before." So he bought it, and that's how the movie came to be. But in Christopher Columbus's uh, first uh, write up of the movie, it was supposed to be much darker. Like uh, the Gremlins were supposed to eat Billy's dog. They were supposed to decapitate the mother. And yes. it was supposed to be a lot more gory. <laughs> yeah, which is Damn. great. Imagine seeing that version. I would have loved to have seen that version. Like the really like scary. And and like the gremlins weren't originally supposed to have like dialogue. And you know, they can read and stuff, which is weird. You know, like when they're outside Mrs. Deagle's house and they, the the one's like Deagle, 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 Deagle. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing Christmas carols, they're doing all types of crazy stuff. I- Jeez, I think that's what's so fun about it, you know, because you know me, I'm the one that's like, how does this little guy gremlin know basic electricity, you know, enough to change the lights, you know, but I'm like, you know what, you're just going to look back and just enjoy it, especially the like the, the like seven minute bar scene where they're just like partying, eating popcorn, swinging from chandeliers, like, it's just fucking, it, it's fun, it's just a fun fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. But I mean, that's that's what leads to it, man. That's that's what makes it great, man. It, and it's it's well done fun though. It's not like you know this you know just fun for the sake of being fun. It's still a good movie, man. It still has a good plot line to an extent. I mean, you could also uh, you know you could deconstruct it. I mean, like the whole getting uh, eating past midnight. What about time zones and stuff? How do they know? <laughs> you know, like. But I can't even think of that. that's. Yeah, you can't even think about that stuff too hard because it's 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 gonna ruin it for you. You got to take it as a fun ride, and that's hey what guys, it is, I, I know we covered this before when we did Poltergeist, but Spielberg he's always walked that fine line of horror, and I wish he would just fucking just cross it completely and give it a shot because I think he could do an incredible job. I mean, look what Poltergeist, right? What is it? Poltergeist came out around the time of ET, I think, uh, a little bit after. But I, I got a connection. Finish your point. I got a connection for you. He wanted he wanted to pull that movie or pull his name from that movie because he was like, no, I don't want to be associated with it because he, obviously he was probably making a ton of money going in the direction of uh, kid-friendly PG movies and Poltergeist was far from that at the time, right? So I, it's like he's always been on that on the fence with it. I mean, uh, Jurassic Park, you know? I mean, Jurassic Park, it, it could have gone, it could have even been more horrific than it was. I think they, they again, he, he just kind of walked the line there. I know Doug is out for kid. We were kids when that came out, and I was like, this is, this is scary and awesome, you know? Yeah, I mean, I was yeah, a little like, older than you, and I thought it was pretty scary to an extent, especially exactly, that T Rex yeah. scene, you know, like there was yeah. certain parts, oh, definitely, yeah. Oh, the lamb on the fucking sunroof? That too, or the the one just where the T Rex it's the rain and it's the two cars oh, and yeah. he tears one of the cars up with the kids and all that stuff. Memorable, you know Memorable. that part. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and even even like that jump scare with uh, what's his name, the fat dude from Seinfeld. There was it Dennis Nedry in the movie. I think it's Dennis yeah, Nedry. Dennis Nedry. <laughs> and, uh, That's not the magic. And then he's got like that, yeah, that cute little dinosaur, and he's like, "Oh, you're not gonna hurt me." Then all of a sudden, like some flap, it, it flaps out of his head and he spits venom in his face. That's like. I remember seeing that in the theaters and jumping. Like, that was like a jump scare, you know? How could we forget Samuel L. Jackson, motherfucker? Oh, I remember him, but I I don't remember him uh, having a memorable (laughs) death or anything. No, I think think that was one of his first movies where he was getting a bigger role. It might have been, yeah, because Pulp Fiction was, like, what broke him, and that was probably a year or two later, so makes sense. 
Yeah. Wait, Samuel yeah. Jackson yeah. was in Jurassic Park. Yeah, he, he was, was in everything. He was a good fellas. What What was he in in Jurassic Park? I cannot pick. He was a scientist. He was character. a scientist or, or a computer technician that was working. He was the one smoking, and he was the one that said, "Hold on to your butts." And um, he mm-hmm. was like when they were oh. when the park was down, and he was inside. He was trying to crack the code from Dennis and Dre. And so, yeah, he was the one that was like calling him a fat slob and stuff like that. You are 100% correct. I, you know, it's been that long since I've seen it. I totally fucking fall. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely right. Mm. Don't listen to me. I don't know anything. I no, I knew he was right, too. I remember. I actually watched that movie somewhat recently, so I actually watched the first three. I don't know why I wasted my time with part three, though. But, you know, the good part was it's a very short ride. It's only like an hour and 20 minutes. It's such a – all right, whatever. Now this is turning into the Jurassic Park uh, podcast. <laughs> but so Now, back to my connection, though, with E.T. Um, Gremlins was actually the first movie ever used with the Amblin, Amblin Entertainment logo, you know, with the E.T. logo at the beginning of the movie. Okay. Oh. You know, is you know what I'm talking used, about? Is that still used? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I believe it is. Today? Yeah. I believe it is, yeah. yeah. But that was my connection uh, when he mentioned ET. Right. ET so. so, what do you, uh, so other- <clears throat> what do you guys think of uh, Gremlins Two? Loved it. Uh, loved it. Okay. Gonna I love it. it. You haven't seen it, or it's just been a long time. Don't think I've ever actually seen it. To be honest with you. Oh, uh, dude. Now, was it true it's that all- uh, Gremlins Two is a little more like of a dark comedy, where like. I know the first one kind of was too, but is it like, you know, um, is it more like slapstick or is it more kind of same page or is it more like darker and like more violent? Oh, no, no. I think it's very similar and I actually don't think it's as dark personally. I mean, it has a lot of like spoofy stuff. Like it has Gizmo dressing up as Rambo, shooting a bow and arrow. He has like the bandana on and everything. You yeah. know, try to kill those dudes, you know, like more, and more uh, comedy slapstick definitely than dark. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember it being too dark. There might be a few scenes, you know. I haven't seen it in a while, but I've seen the movie a lot when I was younger. I mean, I love the female, comparison to the original. The female with the red lipstick that's like walking down the aisle, and that guy she's yeah. just like. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, I'm gonna put that on top of my list because uh, now I'm intrigued. But. Yeah, it's a it's so, a good movie. It, a little bit different premise, but it's it's still you know the same stuff with the you know don't feed whatever. But I mean, it's just the setting is diff- much different. I'm surprised this hasn't been rebooted yet. Uh they're making a third one apparently. What? It yeah, yeah, I got it here. Like a season. Let me see. Show? Uh, get, show? I'll get to it in a second. It's right here. The Gremlins did spawn a sequel. Hold on, give me a second. It totally bored the idea. Twenty twenty one. Supposedly. Okay, so it's it's yeah yeah it's been being talked about since 2017 though. Jesus. Yeah. It's going to be a reboot actually. Mm. Okay, because I thought I saw it on on um, either Wiki or IMDb earlier, and it said like you know uh, 2020 or 2021 dash like almost like it was going to be like a series, but I don't know how you could drag this out into a series. Animated animated series. Yep. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It, the Warner Brothers announced that it greenlit an animated series based on the classic dark comedy. So that could be what you're referring to, Doug. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's what I saw. I can't see the. I can't read the words. I just have to look at the pitches and the numbers. I, I can't. I don't know. <laughs> hey. So just so the audience knows, the our four or five listeners know, 
we're not doing this typical. We're just talking about our favorite scenes and stuff and running through it in a different way. Just because everybody's seen this movie, I'm pretty sure we all approve of the movie. Uh, so we decided, whatever, let's just talk about like behind-the-scenes stuff and our favorite scenes and stuff like that, just to preface. Give us a break. It's Christmas, all right? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we wanted to be – and plus, we didn't feel like doing all the work. By the way, we just got to say, uh, so so we were contacted uh, a couple days ago by a podcast data site, and for whatever reason, I, I think Ireland's finally lost its mind from COVID, but people people like us, I guess, out there. So we want to thank, it's probably Keith McCoy, uh, and, and that's it. So uh, thanks, Keith, for uh, <laughs> getting us to number 57 on the film podcast charts. I mean... That is awesome. We don't know why the hell you guys are even listening to us, but but if it's just because of Keith and he's uh, the only listener out there, then then thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Ireland and Keith. <laughs> yeah, and, and honestly, if, uh, if if we can ever get the hell off this rock uh, here in the U.S., man, I'm telling you, if, if any of our Ireland listeners ever want us to like to. Come if you can find a pub or something where we could do some horror movies and 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 live podcasting and we can get put up in Ireland for a week or something even for three days. Let us know. We'll fucking be there in a heartbeat. I'm already there. Yeah, that would be sweet. I'm up uh, to live well, podcast from a pub somewhere. One last little fact what I had before I forget, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, you know, we didn't really talk about the, um, like special effects in this, but allegedly there was no CGI and most of the gremlins were animatronics. Uh, mm-hmm. each gremlin was about 30 to $40,000. So at the end of the day, they would have to, when people were leaving from the set, security would check their cars and their trunks to make sure yep. they weren't trying to take off with a, with an animatronic, uh, gizmo or a gremlin. Cause God knows what those things are worth now. Yeah. And leading you know, into that, you know, do you know what the original idea to, to do the Gremlins was, uh, Doug? Do you got that? I don't think, no. Yeah, originally they tried to use trained monkeys. Oh, yes. But when the, the they tried putting makeup on them and, like, suits on them, the monkeys would run away. So they were like, what? oh, we can't do this. <laughs> yeah, so they originally, they originally tried to use trained monkeys. Because, I mean, yeah, there was no CGI at that point. CGI wasn't even invented yet, so... You know, they were, they were like, you know, trying to find a way to make a move well. And, the, you know, they knew the puppetry would cost too much. But that really killed the uh, budget of the movie, though, too. Uh, even though I think it's still a great movie. But uh, it, it, the, the puppets, I think, took up... Way uh, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it made it way better. But they... Uh, I don't know. Anyway, it took up a large yeah, the chunk of the budget. Like, I think the monkeys would have killed it. it wouldn't, they wouldn't have looked right. That would have been strange. Right, I'm glad they were scared. You know, like they they ended up because I think it would have been weird too. Still want to see the darker version of the movie though. That I would look monkey with with (laughs) monkey heads. So they use the same um, uh, uh, Kingston Falls. um, It's it's the same set they use for Back to the Future too. Yes, it is. Oh, nice. Yep. If you if you see the oh, go ahead, go ahead, Doug. No, go ahead. I'm, I'm gonna go somewhere completely different. No, no, if you see the uh, part right after um, when it opens, like the credit scene, you could see the clock tower on the right, and you could see the square. You could tell it's from Back to the Future. That's where you could really okay. see it the most, is that opening scene. Did you know that? Did you know that before re-watching it, or did you, like, shit, I know that scene, like, I know this city? 
No, I had no idea. Uh, I, in, in preparing for the movie, uh, I what I wanted to do, like I said, was just get facts about it and stuff and, and kind of, kind of talk about it. And, uh, so I had it on repeat, and I, I found the few sites that I'm, I'm actually on my computer and reading off lists. And um, I found a few sites that had, like, you know, points. And then so for the whole movie, it was after that part. I started watching it, and I'm like, it doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like it. But then I have it on a flash drive, so it restarts every time. And then when I saw the beginning again, I'm like, ah, there it is. And it was, uh, it was awesome, man. You see that clock tower. You don't see it the front of it, but you see the side. And you can tell that's the same building, same square, same everything. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So it's, it's always fun to see like when they use the same sets for stuff. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. reminiscent. And it was it uh, was actually pre Back to the Future too. So yes, that's true too. They they stole their set, right? Mm-hmm. And nobody uh, likes to so, shovel their stairs in this movie either. By the way, <laughs> right? You know, that's another thing I noticed. Fan, I can understand, you know, um, the whole point of the Gremlins and they're a smart demon creature. But like when shit hits the fan, there's only like five people out in the streets and then like that's it like the two cops like no it's just like the kids just trying to it's like kids versus gremlins you know right, like right. the second half of the movie but uh so there's this movie stars a very young uh cory feldman uh which i always think is weird that like a year later in the goonies he's like a fucking like teenager almost you know <laughs> but in this he's almost like a child it's it's, it's almost like he aged like seven years in the that one year between this and, and the Goonies. Yeah, he's on the cusp. I mean, he was probably in Friday the Thirteenth Part Four the year before this, right? That was probably like eighty three or something. So you know, he was a little. It seems like he was a little kid, and he grew a little bit more, and then all of a sudden he's just manned up. His balls yeah, dropped, like and it year. was over. His balls <laughs> dropped, and he never he never became older than fifteen years old. Yes, he stopped. True. He stopped aging right there. <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, I, I don't know if he meant mentally or physically. Both. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> both. Yeah, I'm guessing both. Uh, uh, I think, I think lost. 87? I'm guessing 87, yeah. If I had to guess 87. Man, he had I can get it. I'm on, I'm on IDB. He, he had a busy 80s, huh? Oh, yeah. He was, I mean, he was one of the biggest 80s stars. Yeah, him and him, man. They were the, the Corys, dude. Yeah, the Cor- I mean, they were, they were massive. <laughs> they were massive. I would like to get it all my he always talk like this. And then he so never he, he never recovered from the eighties, which was which is uh sad, but I mean obviously he's never he hasn't really done much except for like Lost Boys fifteen or whatever it is that they're on now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. By, uh, I'm sorry. Lost Boys was eighty seven. Uh and then actually Friday the thirteenth and Gremlins came out in the same year. Wow. Oh shit. So. Well, yeah. He's a mm-hmm. busy kid. And uh, I, I just feel bad for those child actors. I know that we could do a whole podcast just on that, but I'm like those those kids just they get their childhoods like ripped away from them, you know. And they're exposed to too much too soon. Plus, I mean, if it's true, he's been he's one of the he's been coming out about all the pedophilia rings in Hollywood and everything else, and it's just you know must be fucking tough. You never hear of like a childhood actor that comes out normal, or very very rarely. Yeah, it's rare. It's very rare. Yep. I agree. I agree. Except for my Selena. My Selena Gomez turned out all right, especially for ex Disney stuff. <laughs> you don't know yet. You don't know yet. She might lose her mind eventually. I don't That's know. True. She's another one that looks like she's she can't be older than twelve years old and she's like thirty. She's twenty eight. <laughs> you would know. You would know I that. don't know. I don't know if I've ever I, seen I think... anything with Selena Gomez in it. 
Doug? The only movie I've seen was the the Dead Don't Die or whatever it was with Bill Murray, and it was fuck. She couldn't even save that movie, and that's saying a lot coming from me. She couldn't yeah. even save that. Wow, I didn't see it because how bad you spoke of it. So I was like, screw that. I ain't watching that shit. Yeah, it was. I was so fucking bombed. I'm like Bill but Murray. I'm like that dude from Star Wars and that other crazy guy, Selena. But no, fucking. It was bad, huh? Terrible. Did you see it, Kev? No. Well, you said it was terrible, so I did the same thing. I was like, nah. Yeah. It, honestly, wait. Save your money. I mean, honestly, you know, actually, I can't you know what, Kevin? It, zombie it, movie. it might be good because uh, Doug thinks Ernest Scared Stupid is good. So, <laughs> you know, so maybe, maybe it's it's like a reverse thing, you know? Wow. Come on, I was good with Wolf Cop, right? So I'm like batting 500 at least. Yeah. All right, you're, you're, you're at the five skis. I got you. We'll give you that. We'll give you that. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not the only person that told me that Dead Don't Die sucks. Uh, Kevin, um, cousin Kevin also uh, told me. So. Oh, and he's pretty He's Same. pretty good with movies too, so I... Yeah, I agree. I he's actually got a pretty good... Uh, yeah, I do too. I do too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I kind of miss this format where we just kind of talk about the movie and just talk about the fun stuff, the facts and stuff, you know? I like doing, like, the write-up, but sometimes it gets too... Especially a movie like this, where it'd be like, and then the Gremlins ran into this room, and, you know, this happened. You know what I mean? It's too... There's too much going on, like, on some movies. Like, The Conjuring was a great movie to do a write-up, because it's like... You, even the write-up was, like, suspenseful, like, talking about it. But, like, mm -hmm. something like this, like, Night of the Demons, like... I don't know. I, I think there's certain movies that um, need different formats as far as, like, the casting goes. Sure. I'm okay with that, man. Like... I said, when I was thinking about this last night, I'm like, why do a write-up for it? You know, like, everybody has seen this movie. Yeah, if you like, haven't seen it, then you have to watch it. I mean, yeah, it's crazy not to give it a chance. Unless you're really young, you know, maybe you haven't. But, like, but like if you're anywhere in our age group, you've seen this. You know, in your 20s, I'm pretty sure you've seen this. And it's just a famous-ass movie. It did really well. It's a classic. It's a Christmas classic. Yeah. You know? It's one of my, my like, few Christmas movies that I will actually watch. Yep, and, and look, mine are no wholesome here. If you guys, uh, if you guys haven't checked out our previous podcast from season one and two, you know, check out our Christmas podcast. We did Krampus last year, and uh, as we stated earlier, we also did Black Christmas, the original. So mm -hmm. original Black Christmas, the only Black Christmas. Um, I I did hear that uh, this this dude who uh, has a uh, a YouTube channel, his name his name is Dave McRae. I don't know. I guess he's like a famous voice actor or something. He, uh, he's a huge Halloween fan, but also a huge Black Christmas fan. So he is putting together, or already has put together, I think it's called Billy, but it's supposed to be a sequel to Black Christmas. And it's a, it's a fan-filmed movie um, that he got a budget for, and uh, it looks really, really good, the preview for it. So you guys should check it out on YouTube. Um, mm. It looks awesome. And he does a killer job with that voice, too. <laughs> all right i'll definitely check that out i, I did enjoy yeah. the, the original black christmas the remake yeah. if there wasn't a bunch of friggin like smokes in the remake even even that wasn't watchable watching it on mute but well which the first the remake? first remake the first yeah, one remake? right the, the first one yeah i haven't seen the second remake yeah the one that came out like 10 years ago yeah that, that one i haven't seen it either i haven't seen either or so the recent one i don't think anybody watched it 
Yeah, I'm scared of remakes. Ever since we did My Bloody Valentine and we had to watch that remake that was horrible, uh, I, I'm scared of them. I don't like to watch them anymore. Screw remakes. Any uh, yeah. any other Christmas horror movies you guys enjoy or, or recommend? I know uh, one of the listeners out there, John DeVito, said uh, um, Silent Night, Deadly Night. I, personally, I wasn't a fan. That's too campy for me. I thought I just I sat through it. I watched it, but I was like, meh. It, and it's, it's a cult classic, but I'm just not. For me, I was like, meh. Too, it, yeah, was, it was way too much like My Bloody Valentine, in my opinion, like that kind of boring. Yeah, it's it's. I haven't seen it since I was younger, but I did like it. I remember liking the first one. You know, uh, after yeah. that, I don't remember any of the other ones. I know part two was just basically ninety-seven percent of part one, yes. um, or whatever uh, with, scenes with, from part with, one for some weird reason. And with like four percent non-sex, it's just like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. If you if you've seen the the first one, then you've seen the second one. Just imagine like imagine like Christian woman type of negative music video playing with like. Silent Night, Deadly Night, and that's basically the second one. Ugh, sounds terrible. Uh, Wolf, Wolf Cop um, is a great Christmas movie. It's the second one. <laughs> oh, it is. Actually, it is. Yeah, you're right. It is a Christmas movie. <laughs> I, I rewatched that. I meant to rewatch it after the, Wolf, the original Wolf Cop podcast, and I just got around to watching the second one. And uh, did, you, uh, did you guys watch the second one yet? Yeah, I bought it. Yeah, I did bought you, it. Did I, like I didn't it? buy it, but I... Yeah. I Not did. as much as the first one. Yeah, I, I, I definitely enjoyed it. I, I mean, the first one is just because it's the first one. You just it's a classic compared to the second, but the, I thought the second one was really well done. I mean, they just took the whole idea and just ran with it, which I thought was awesome. You know what I mean? They had a yeah. good storyline. You know, they had, you know, you had the villain, you had the hero, you had Louie, uh, <coughs> Willie, Willie, uh, yeah. Willie back. And then there's, you know, uh, sexy Lycan sisters, and I don't know. All right, I, I know it's for another time, and we're on the Gremlins podcast, but I was just curious if you guys got around to it. Did you uh, did you just pause it at the dong scene, the wolf dong, and leave it there, Doug? Uh, yeah. You remember for <laughs> the longest time, that was my background on my fucking phone? <laughs> you made there it for was, me? There was, <laughs> way, there was way more wolf cock in this than there was in the first one. <laughs> Yeah, there was. Put that thing away. You're going to poke an eye out. <laughs> I I, I, a lot of people say it was like kind of rushed, which it might have been. It might not have been. But um, I thought it was fun. It, it's, it's definitely slapstick. It's definitely got some great like jokes in it. And, you know, different, I don't know, ideas that, you know, kind of go along with that whole kind of genre. So. Yeah, I'm actually going through lists of uh, Christmas horror movies. And I guess I don't watch too many Christmas horror movies because I don't know most of these. <laughs> uh, don't watch Christmas Evil. It was kind of, I don't know, a lot of people like it, but it was kind of slow and very strange. Mm. Christmas Evil. Yeah, see, my, my, my Christmas watching is typically like Gremlins, uh, Christmas Vacation, Bad Santa, and Die Hard, and Lethal Weapon. Those are my, my Christmas <laughs> movies. I don't watch anything wholesome. I don't like wholesome shit. So I watch nothing <laughs> like that. I don't watch... I can't watch a Christmas story anymore because it got beat to death when I was no, a kid. You know, I love that. Movie. I would go. Nah, it. screw that movie, man. That movie sucks. And uh, the reason I say that is I loved it when I was younger, but my cousin, uh, she used to watch. Shot I don't know. If, huh? No, 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 no. But uh, the the movies run twenty four hours a day. I think it's on TBS or something yeah, every Christmas. Yep. Right. 
And literally, I would have to go over there, and that movie would just be on on repeat every Christmas. So I'd be there for eight hours. I'd have to watch the movie four fucking times. Yeah. And um, and it just got old to me. And I and I really I can't get myself to watch it anymore. It's unfortunate because I know it is a good movie, but it just it it, it got killed. It's like uh, what's that music, uh, Doug? Like Alice in Chains or who's a band that that you always talk about? Killed? You got killed? Uh, somebody just by over being played. We talked about it before. I just oh, can't remember who it was. Probably down. I know down was killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But there was another band you mentioned. But anyway, it's like that, man. I just can't go back to it. I just can't do it. I mean, if, if it's on, there's a few parts I'll like sit there and watch, you know, maybe once. But then, yeah, after that, it's it is. They I don't say they killed it, but they kind of killed it. This isn't even right, Christmas, I'm, but I've been getting into. Uh, I'm gonna rewatch all of Game of Thrones just because it's a winter show. So I'm gonna rewatch all of Game of Thrones again. But I've been hardcore into Star Wars. It's fucking balls really? deep in it. Yeah, man, balls deep in Star Wars now. I'm like just a big Star Wars nerd. Are you watching The Mandalorian? Yeah, I watched that already, both seasons. See, I haven't watched the second season, so no spoilers, but. But yeah, I love the first. The first season's un- unbelievable. I, I really good, and I heard the second one's actually eclipsing it. So, yeah. what do you think of that? You can answer that. I I think it's I think it's amazing, and and with the they just added Dolby Atmos for it too and stuff. So sound quality wise, they uh, yeah they they really put in a lot of amazing effects, man. So um, I that shows what sold me on going back and revisiting and kind of. So I was never really a Star Wars fan. I was like yeah, it's cool. I don't know. And, and obviously with the podcast and stuff, as we get into like how much we appreciate practical effects, it's just mm-hmm. really kind of helped like revive a love for a genre or even like a series. I never really, I don't know. I just didn't give it the time of day. I mean, and I don't know why. I mean, it was obviously years, it came out years before us. And I know as kids, like our, our friends played with toys that were like their brothers prior. And I kind of like, I've always known what the series was, but I just never, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, just never cared to like really sit and give it time. And I've already watched, I've watched everything, like everything. Yeah, when I, yeah, when I was growing up, like the original trilogy was always on TV, always. So I, I'd watch it all the time, just on regular cable. And plus, we had the toys and stuff too, because I, I was still young enough. When I was young, I, even though it was a few years later after the movie, I remember having, but the toys were around. You could still buy them in stores and stuff. Oh, sure. You know, when I was a kid. Yeah. And like, okay. I was a big G.I. Joe guy, but. It was a wicked popular series. You know what I mean? It just like, it, uh, from 77 on, it just like exploded. Yeah. I don't know. I, I have the consistency of the movies to me killed me, man, because I don't like the, uh, the series they started with The Phantom Menace, like episodes one, two, and three. I can't get into that shit. I can't do it. The new ones were okay, but the original trilogy just dwarfs anything and The Mandalorian. That's all I really care for to rewatch is those two things. Have you, have you seen the stories? Have you seen the side stories that they're injecting? So oh, like Rogue, you know what? Rogue One, I do Solo. like, yeah. I love Rogue One. I thought yeah. Solo was a little whatever, but Rogue One is actually really good too. I take it. it yeah, I forgot about that one. Yep. Yeah, that's Rogue a good one. movie. I saw that in the theaters. I like the new trilogy a lot, personally. I, I think it's it's second best to the original trilogy. I, I don't oh, without care. a doubt. I don't care for the first three prequels either. I think they were just, uh, they were also, Lucas was also trying to use, so I don't know if you guys knew this, but he created Pixar. Before it was Pixar, it was something else, and he sold it. And then Pixar right. officially owns it. So, but Lucas is like, a, I can't believe how much of a genius he is, really. And um, he, 
he wanted to use that that software, you know, uh, in the first three. And I just think they did a shitty job with it, unfortunately. The, the technology just wasn't there yet when they did yeah, those. Yeah. And I mean, they went too deep into it. So when I watch it, like all the, the fake back screens and shit, I'm like, I just have a hard time watching them. I'm like, this is awful. <laughs> I mean, even even the storylines in those ones just like aren't appealing. Like they're not. They're it's like all drawn out. You know, this is why we need Duncan to join us because he he'll just he'll he'll play devil's advocate on our opinions. But like, yeah, he's uh you know like you get like the Attack of the Clones. It's just the story's so freaking drawn out. The only cool thing in that is you see Yoda fight, which is awesome. Where he's flipping around doing crazy shit. I like yeah, that part. It's a really shitty CGI Yoda. It's not even a good. Yeah, Yoda, I know. You know. So that's my thing is like you, I, I wish they would have just kept it practical and did what they did where they injected. He wanted to inject a couple CGI moments where he felt like he couldn't get the practical effects right, which I understand. But he, they just went balls deep in practical, uh, uh, balls deep in CGI for one through three. And I was like, oh, my God, this is terrible. Just everything looks so fake. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did an amazing job. I even watched that documentary, man, the two and a half hour, like watching them like make a giant, you know, fucking ship out of styrofoam and then filming it up close. To, I mean, it, it just looks so real. I mean, those that original trilogy, those practical effects were groundbreaking. Everything looked so real, in my opinion. It, it looked like, they looked like real ships. That's what you want. You know, we need to, I, I hope more filmmakers bring that back. I know it's time consuming, but I, I just, I prefer practical effects. I mean, they're just, it's incredible what people can do with their hands. Mm-hmm. So we should label this podcast Gremlins for a little while, then a bunch of other shit. <laughs> Gremlins That's cool. Shit. I'm cool with that. No, I'm cool. I'm cool with just having a free-form conversation. It's nice. Gremlins, Doug, Gremlins do you have anything, Doug, do you have anything to add on Star Wars? No, I'm not incredibly well-versed, so that's why I was keeping my <laughs> On that note, we want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, whatever the fuck you celebrate. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram, Vintage Burn Podcast. I'm Kev. Marco. And going to drop a Yule Log now, Doug. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you.